0: We're going to be in the book of the Revelation, chapter 14. Now in this chapter, we have proleptic visions. Do we remember the word proleptic? That's telling things as if they've already happened and so we can't chronologically fit this in with the other chapters. We right in here we don't particularly have all the chronology like chapter 12. You got to go back and forth. All right. So so there's seven you can call them visions, I'm not sure that's what they are, but uh, you have seven, seven scenes and I, I don't particularly like to call them visions because somebody might think, well, they're not real. Of course, they're real. And whatever, however John saw, they're real and they will happen. In the proper time. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion or Zion. Zion, the city of David. Mount Zion. Uh, well, let's go on with this. And with him, 140 and 4,000. Having his father's name written in their foreheads. So the lamb's father's name is written in their foreheads. I don't know how it's written. I don't know what name is there. It's one of the names of God. In there at 4, it's just what it says. But evidently, you can see it from outside. I think it would appear that. Now, the names of God on creation museums, uh, answers, news, they call it. Every Monday and Wednesday at two o'clock on the Ken Hams Facebook, you can tune it in on his Facebook, and they have a panel. Uh, most time it's three of them. Sometimes Ken Hams on it, but they have very qualified people sitting on it, and they deal with issues that we would counter and creation and, you know, in the Bible and churches. And I, I can't even begin to tell you what all it was. But you can get it on there, you click it on there, you, you can get it for yourself. Uh, some Presbyterian woman pastor at some big meeting, She referred to God as she and he and, I mean, the LGBT and all of that. She made that kind of a prayer. And, I mean, it just, it would absolutely, I don't know, might make you want to slap somebody. Uh, I mean... The further it goes, the worse it gets. The further away you get from the word of God, the worse it gets. There's no restraint. These, these devils will say and do anything. And don't tell me I have to keep my mouth shut because I ain't going to do it. Uh, so well, you'll get you in trouble. I've been in trouble all the time. When have I not been in trouble? I'm dead serious. I don't, i not, I get tired, I'm sick of it. Uh, the word of God stands. Amen. Amen. And when you get away from it, you're in trouble. And all the people that have moved away from the word of God. And I really I'm not interested in having much to do with any of those people. You say, well, don't you want to preach the gospel to them? The gospel's been preached to them. I look at them as reprobates, given up by God as reprobates. Mother said uh, not long ago, I said, well, you think that I'm a heretic for believing this? I said, Absolutely. When you leave the word of God Amen. The doctrine plain teachings of the word of God You're a heretic And the Bible tells me That a heretic after the first and second admonition Reject Amen. That means I ain't buddying with them And having fellowship with them Anyway I don't know what name I'm sure it's either Elohim Yahweh one of the legitimate names for God and they they are very descriptive names they tell you who and what he is and does now where do we encounter the 144,000 chapter Chapter 7 now there is no way that you are not supposed to relate verse one back to chapter seven. So well, boy, says, how do you how do you interpret it? Well, there's one way right there. It's pretty obvious. Now and I heard a voice from heaven as a voice of many waters and as a voice of a great thunder. Now, both of those are descriptions of the audio sound of the Lord's voice. Great thunder. I don't know why I haven't heard of thunder for a long time, but I mean, thunder can absolutely bowl you over. And many waters, man, you ought to be in a typhoon, out on the ocean in a typhoon. You'd hear some water. Everything else takes a back seat. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. Well, that would be from heaven. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. That's 24 elders. And no man could learn that song but the 140 and 4,000 which were redeemed from the earth. Well, now notice in chapter 7, The Lord held up everything, while he sealed 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. 12 times 12 is 144. 144, 144,000. Now, somehow, the Jehovah's false witnesses have convinced themselves that they've got some Something to do with these 140 and 4,000. If you've ever talked to them, and I don't want you to, but if you ever had the displeasure of encountering them, they believe that the very elite Jehovah's false witnesses only will be in the 140 and 4,000. But when you go to chapter 7, it plainly. Names each of the 12 tribes of Israel. And I wonder if Israel is over with. If Israel ceased to be in 70 AD, how does John see the 144,000 of the 12 tribes of Israel being sealed in their foreheads on earth? That would tell you that they're not over, we're not done. Anyway. I don't know what the song is. But it's obviously a song with the 140 and 4,000. Now I believe this hundred and forty and four thousand are saved. Amen. These 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 are redeemed from the earth. They're, they're saved. And they're not they're not offering up sacrifices. They're not keeping the Passover. If they're redeemed from the earth, they know Jesus Christ is the absolute fulfillment of all of those sacrifices. These are they which were not defiled with women. You tend to think that these are all men. For are virgins. Now believe it or not, fellas, that's the exact same word, Parthenos, that was used for Mary. Yeah. One's for men and one's for women. Oh, you mean you can have virgin men? Huh? In this day and age, we we thought it was good for a woman to be that, but but not a man. He's got to sow his wild oats. If I tell him what how everybody thinks, yeah. it looks to me like the Lord puts a premium on it for both sexes. Amen. Amen. Good point. These are they which follow the Lamb. Whithersoever He goeth, these were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God. And to the Lamb. Now I'm not sure I can give you everything that I even think that's in there. But I'll say this. It means exactly what it says. And in their mouth was found no guile. Remember, Satan beguiled Eve. He lied to her. Deceived her. But there wasn't any of that kind of stuff in these fellows' mouths. For they are without fault before the throne of God. Now they are not without sin. Because they were what? Redeemed. And redeemed means bought back from the slave market of sin. So they're not sinlessly perfect. But they in their lives have followed the Lamb and obeyed Him. Are there people that can do that? Yes, there are. And we ought to try to be one of them. (laughs) And I saw now, here we go another one. Now that was number one. The 144,000 on Mount Zion The Lamb on Mount Zion That's one Now here Verse 6 is number 2 Verse 8 is number 3 Verse 9 is number 4 Verse uh, 15 Verse uh, number 5 Verse 17 Number uh, 6 And verse 18 Number 7 These are 7 Events or visions Now I saw another angel, not the same one we just saw. That's what that would indicate, isn't it? And the reason I'm saying all this stuff, you ought to read some of the commentaries. Some of them said the same angel. If that's what it is, then you can't hope to read it and understand it. Well, it says that, but it doesn't mean that. It does. It means what it says. Anyway, I saw another angel in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. So now we've got another angel in the midst of heaven preaching the everlasting gospel and declaring judgment is coming and encouraging the worship of the creator God. You can't get away from his creation. How far can you read in the Bible, starting in Genesis, without finding some reference to God and his creation? Not very far, Old or New Testament, and you'd be amazed how few preachers actually ever talk about it. Anyway, now the everlasting gospel. Well, before we do something, look, let's go to Galatians. <coughs> Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. Now, these are the churches of Galatia. Not the church of Galatia. The churches of Galatia. Addressing individual churches that are located in the province of Galatia in Asia Minor. Big difference there you hear all the church where does it say that Doesn't never say that alright so I marvel verse 6 that you all are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel which is not another but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, now do we have an angel from heaven in our sights in Revelation 14? Do we? Paul addressed that. How does everybody miss it? The we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed, cut off. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you've received, let him be accursed. If one wasn't enough, he'll tell you the second time. For do I now persuade man or God? Or do I seek to please men? That Southern Baptist pastor told Ivana on the the heathen holiday of Christmas. Well, we know, yes, we we, we know that's where it came from. Yes, we know that. But that's what the people want so we give it to them. I don't know what Southern Baptist Church in Georgetown she said, For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Can't do both. No. But I certify you, this is give it to you with authority and proof. I see them the used car lots certified used cars. In other words, you're going to guarantee me that it's a used car. Is that what you're saying? That's what that says. It doesn't say anything other than that. We guarantee you it's a used car. <laughs> they try to make it appear like best good and safe. They don't know that. Anyway. But Paul said, I certify you, brethren, that the gospel, which was preached of me or by me, is not after man. I, I didn't get it from man." And man did not devise it. For I never received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. He got it by divine revelation. All right. Now what is this saying? Another gospel which is not another. There are plenty of phony gospels. But there's not but one gospel of Christ. And he uses a play on words there. He says not another. Heteros. Different. Anyway. Anyway. When you get that down. And you understand that there's only one gospel and in the fourth chapter of Galatians he said the gospel which was beforehand declared unto Abraham man then you come back to here and I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel brother Paul What is the everlasting gospel? Is that a different gospel? What kind of an idiot would ask such a question in view of what the plain teaching of the Bible says? I didn't write all that. Well, believe it or not, that's what most of your commentaries say. The everlasting gospel is not the same gospel that Paul preached. Check them out. I mean, I don't want you to get all confused with all of them, but that's what the many of them say. Well, is it the everlasting gospel? I say absolutely. Uh, throughout all eternity, the gospel will never dissipate. We'll be praised in the Lord for his gospel Throughout all eternity. And that's why it's the everlasting gospel. And when did God devise the gospel? In eternity past. It wasn't an afterthought with God. All right. Now, this may not be a complete list, it's close. If it's not. and you may make a try to make an issue over some other one I could have added here. I think I've got all of them that need to be in this list. Now hang on. Number one, the gospel. Number two. The Gospel of the Kingdom, Matthew four and twenty-three. Other references. Number three, the Gospel of Jesus Christ, Mark one one. Number four, the Gospel of the Kingdom of God. See just a little bit of difference there. Mark one fourteen. Number five, the gospel of the grace of God, Acts 20 and 24. Now which gospel are we talking about? There only one. Amen. Number six, the gospel of God. Romans 1.1. Number seven, the gospel of his son. Romans 1:9. Number 8. The gospel of Christ. Romans 1.16. Number nine. As Paul says. My gospel. Romans 2.16. Number ten. The gospel of peace. Romans 10.15. Number eleven. The gospel of the uncircumcision. Galatians 2.7. Number 12, the gospel of the circumcision, Galatians 2.7, same verse. Number 13, the gospel of your salvation, Ephesians 1.13. Number 14, our gospel, 1 Thessalonians 1, 1.5. Number 15, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Second Thessalonians one eight, number sixteen, the glorious gospel of the blessed God, First Titus First, uh, Titus chapter one, and eleven verse eleven, number seventeen, the everlasting gospel, Revelation fourteen six. Now, if anybody wants a copy, of that you can make one after church. Now, I think that's all of the various references to the gospel. Now, you've got boo coos of them of the same ones, some of them a lot more than others. But those are all the various ones. But they're all talking about the only gospel that there is. He said, There's not another. And this is the only one. All right. I thought that might be a helper. Somebody says it's a different gospel. You let them know, but they don't know what they're talking about. Number seven, verse seven. Well, now I'm not 100% sure as to when that angel flies in the midst But I'm reasonably sure it's in the second half of the 70th week of Daniel. How's the gospel going to be preached? Because the Holy Spirit's going to be gone. What a dumb statement. They say, well the church is going to be raptured at the beginning of the tribulation. And the gospel won't be preached because the Holy Spirit will be gone. Well, all of that's wrong. But just to humor them a little bit, if whatever church they're talking about, if there was a rapture, pre trib at the beginning, and all of the Lord's churches are taken out, would the Holy Spirit be gone? No, no. That's why. That had been too long ago, I talked about the various ministries of the same Holy Spirit. Only one of the Holy Spirit's ministries is indwelling the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he came and began that ministry on the day of Pentecost. He didn't start the church. Jesus did during his public ministry. But the Holy Spirit, immersed by the hand of Jesus, immersed the the Lord's church, and it was only one of them there. Yeah. That's the only church there was at that time. Right. And indwelt in the assembly that Jesus made. And still does. Amen. Every true church, he does. Now, that is a ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was there during creation. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is the Third person of the triune Godhead who is eternal, co eternal, co existent with God the Father Amen. and God the Son, co equal, co eternal, co existent, co equal. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit will never be absent. He's the third person of the triune Godhead. Anyway, I don't know where they get their garbage, but they they shovel some garbage in here. Anyway, so fear God, give glory to Him. And some say, well, the, the context reveals that that the gospel. This gospel is not about the gospel. It's about judgment. Uh, anyway, <laughs> come and worship Him. Judgment has come and worship Him that made heaven and earth <laughs> and the sea and the fountains of waters. Now. Here's number three. There followed another angel. Now this is not the same angel. That ought to go without saying. But according to these commentaries, it doesn't go without saying. You got to keep on saying it. Another (laughs) angel. This ain't the same one as the last one. And that wasn't the same one as the last one. Babylon is fallen. Is fallen. Now, that second fallen is just a a Hebraism in the Greek New Testament. Fallen, and I mean fallen, and that's what, points for emphasis. That great city, Babylon. Now, if you didn't already know it, You're going to find it out in chapter 17 and 18. Mystery Babylon the Great is the city of Rome. Amen. And she, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Well, whose wrath? The wine of the wrath of her fornication because she infected all of the nations. She is doing it right now and has been doing it. Trace your history out. The history of the popes I mean, it's awful. It really is. It's still going on. But anyway, you remember how Jezebel was up on her balcony? Yeah. And they said, who is that? Raising up all that dust, driving Oh, that must be Jehu. He driveth furiously. I don't know how many horses he had for his chariot, but he was kicking up a dust cloud. And it was so that you knew without a shadow of a doubt, it was Jehu. And Jezebel goes inside, and she gets all her stuff put on her. Now, ain't nothing wrong with a little makeup. But she went to way extreme. She did it like a whore, does it? And she comes out there when Jehu pulls them horses up. And there she is. Got all of her foo-foo juice on and all of her cat eyes and everything else that you can think of. She's probably showing a little something too. And she says, Yahoo, Jehu, here I am. She's trying to do to Jehu what Mr. Babylon the Great has been doing to the nations of the earth for a long time. Make them drunk with her fornication. Well now, say was that physical or spiritual? I say it's both. There's not a way that you can eliminate either one of them. But she... Claims to be the queen of heaven. And you see in Revelation 17 and 18. She sits as does a queen. Well. Her spiritual fornication. Is putting herself up. Well where is she now? She's a mediatrix between God and man. She's over above Jesus. So, here's the fall of Babylon. Well, we see that fall in chapters 17 and 18, especially 18. So that's what I'm saying. These are proleptic, stated as if it's already passed, but chronologically here it has not actually taken place yet. Now, And there followed another. Now again. Or the third angel followed them. Saying with a loud voice. Many man worship the beast and his image. And receive his mark in in his forehead or in his hand. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Which is poured out without mixture. Into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Because even if if it kills you. If it causes you to be tortured, imprisoned, and ultimately murdered. Your patience and faith is this. Payday someday. Judgment is coming. And you won't be able to avoid it. God has promised that he will avenge my blood on them that are on the earth. So you may get me now. You may kill me now. You can't do it but once. But this is not the final chapter. Your final chapter will be when you stand before the great white throne judgment and the three times holy God says, depart from me into the lake of fire that burneth forever and your worm dieth not and the smoke of your torment will ascend up forever and ever my torment will end when my breath leaves my nostrils Mm -hmm. I believe it's very very important if we're here Not sure. Just not sure. I hope, I think, we'll be taken out during the middle of the 70th week. But I'm not sure. That's why I say that ultimately, I am a pan-tribulationist. However it pans out will suit me fine. So, if we're here, when the mark of the beast begins, it would be worth your while to know what this says. It's not a right thing to let them put that in your hand or in your forehead. Because he says they that take his mark. The smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night. Who worship the beast in his image. And whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. So I wouldn't worship. Doesn't make any difference. It's either who, either or. So. Now, I don't know what's going on. They'll tell me that over in Sweden or Norway, someplace over in Denmark, over there, that they're already injecting things that they don't have to just get like that. I don't know. I'd be afraid of it. I'm, I'm afraid of it, and I will remain afraid of it. Anyway. Now, verse... 13, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, now this goes with verse 12, the patience and faith of the saints. Amen. Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. I think that's specifically talking about those that are martyred during this time. But I think you can apply that to all of God's people. Amen. But this especially applies to them at that time. Blessed are the dead. Well, they, they just cut his head off. He's blessed. For he's comforted with the Lord. Amen. Yes. Never to suffer again. And I will look. And behold a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man. Now you and I can't sit on a cloud. Camera David, you've jumped right through them, haven't you? <laughs> they didn't even slow you down, did they? <clears throat> Having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. Anybody ever swing one of those? I oh, yeah. You keep that file with you. And you keep that blade sharp. And you get the weight of that thing moving itself. You don't manhandle it. It'll kill you. Like a jackhammer. And you let that jackhammer run itself, you just control it. You don't hold on to that jackhammer. That'll <laughs> kill you all day long. But you work that jackhammer where that jackhammer's doing its own work. Same way with that sickle. You don't let that sickle, you don't, you don't manhandle that. You keep that blade sharp and you cut a wide swath that thing. Well, here's the sickle. That's an old tool. What's he doing? Another angel came out of the temple. I assume that's in heaven. Yeah. Crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud. Thrust in thy sickle and reap. For the time has come for thee to reap. For the harvest of the earth is ripe. I believe that's the first reaping. Yes. That's the reaping that gets God's people. That's what it sounds like to me. And he that sat on the cloud, thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple. See, we've got to get another. got to keep changing angels. Which had power over fire. Now, it gives us a little different detail there. And cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying thrust in thy sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth for her grapes are fully ripe. Now this reaping is going to be the clusters of the grapes. And now what's going to happen with them? The angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Ooh and lost men. And the winepress was trodden without the city and blood came out of the winepress even to the horse's bridles by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. I believe he's talking about the battle of Armageddon. A thousand and six hundred furlongs. A furlong is six hundred and sixty feet. The only ones that still use furlongs are racetracks, 660 feet. 1,600 times 660 would be 200 miles. 200-mile 200 shot. Blood. And to a horse's bridle, and the average horse, four foot. Two hundred miles blood, four foot, Deep. And I believe that's the battle of Armageddon. We'll get that again over here. Uh, verse 14, chapter 16, but anyway. Now, where are all those soldiers going to come from? To fight in that battle? Well, we find out that the Euphrates River's got to dry up. You've got Russia, you've got China, you've got Korea, and I don't know whichever ones, Mongolia, Japan, I don't know who all will be part of that, but they've got millions of soldiers. And they don't have to transport them. They won't mind a bit to march them to the valley of Megiddo to fight this battle. And that's where the blood's going to come from. Anyway. Astounding things. We'll go get in chapter.